0: When you walk into a pharmacy of chemist, the aisles are filled with products that claim they will banish your child's cold, stop them coughing, make them sleep better, and give them all the nutrients they could ever need, and that they aren't eating at your dinner table. But how much of this is clever marketing, and what products actually work? Karina Bray is a health research reporter with Choice Australia, and she spends her days sorting through the fake from the fantastic when it comes to our health. She joins us in the studio now. Hi, Karina. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Now, there are stacks of ads on TV, um, anywhere you look, for toddler or junior formula. Um, What exactly is it? Like, is it anything different from baby
1: formula? Yeah, so it's similar in a way to baby formula. It's a milk-based powder drink for toddlers over two years old. They have added vitamins and minerals and sometimes omega-3 fish oils and probiotics and other additives. Um the packaged in tins like infant formula. You see them on the shelf together in pharmacies and supermarkets. And you often see the ads will say something like, continue
0: on with this formula and your child will be a genius. I mean, not so much a genius, but, you know, it's going to yeah. help their brain development, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, big do, claims. Yeah, big claims. Uh, do we know that it has more or greater benefits than cow's milk?
1: Um, No. I mean, basically, healthy toddlers and preschoolers don't need this kind of formula. Um, To put it in perspective, uh, baby or infant formula is specifically designed to replace breast milk. So, in situations where breastfeeding isn't an option, there is no other choice. So, it's an essential product on the market. Um, Toddlers and preschoolers can and should be eating normal food.
0: And so, they don't need all those... Additives that they're claiming that they put in... Well, not claiming, but they actually put into the formula.
1: No. In theory. <laughs> no, they're not essential. It's a supplementary food or drink. It's not really a substitute for yeah, real food. Right. And I,
0: I can imagine um, their buy-in is that, I guess, is if you've had your baby on formula, then they can try and hook you to keep going with a toddler. But essentially, just put them on cow's milk, feed them food, they'll be fine.
1: That's right. And you know, if you fill them up on formula, it could stop them eating normal food, discourage them. And it's an important developmental milestone, eating food and learning healthy habits for later in life. And I was
0: wondering also with toddler formula, I know um, I did mixed feeds with my babies and the formula we gave the babies was um, incredibly sweet. I know breast milk can be sweet as well. I'm just wondering yeah. if toddler milk is also sweet in yeah. a way that milk, normal milk isn't.
1: Um, I don't actually know. You haven't tasted it? I haven't it yourself? tasted it, no. <laughs> it's not part of your research. You know? No. He <laughs> had
0: a milkshake of toddler formula. Okay, well that's that's good to know. Um, moving on to another product that is um particularly marketed at children, I guess, is toothpaste. So you can get, you know, the milk teeth toothpaste often, um, which is from zero to one. And I don't know if there's toothpaste for older children. I just noticed that there is definitely for that first year once they start getting their teeth. Um, Is there a benefit in getting that different toothpaste for children as opposed to adult toothpaste?
1: Um, Yeah, there is actually. So the Australian Dental Association's official position statement on fluoride is under 18 months, don't use toothpaste. So you don't need the fluoride under 18 months. Uh, You should still brush your teeth, though. Um, 18 months to five years, use a low fluoride toothpaste. So that's a kid's toothpaste. Once they get to six, they can start using an adult's toothpaste. So the main risk of using an adult's toothpaste with younger kids is they swallow swallow it and get too much fluoride, and this could cause white spots on the teeth. Right, um,
0: okay, because there's fluoride in water in there most is. places in Australia as well. In most places, yes. yes.
1: <laughs> not all
0: anymore, but most. What about, um, do you know anything about organic toothpaste? I know my sister was using one for a while. It was strawberry or something. And um, I'm, I guess they say that they're chemical free. Is, is there any benefit to using an organic toothpaste?
1: No, not not for kids over 18 months. Um, okay. The fluoride is the main ingredient in toothpaste, so that's what I mean—the most Absolutely important ingredient. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's why we need a toothpaste with fluoride. Yeah. Um, you know, unless your child has a particular health condition where they're not supposed to have fluoride, but that's something your doctor or dentist will talk to you about.
0: Yeah, don't just assume. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Karina Bray. She's a health research reporter for Choice Australia. And we're talking about all those products you can see in the chemist that are um, that say they're specifically for children and that your child needs it to overcome whatever issue you're facing. And we're just trying to sort the fact from the fiction because um, not all products are created equal. As anyone who's ever watched The Checkout will know, um, let's talk about vitamins and chewy gummies, so I have a particularly fussy eater at home who doesn't yep. take yep. <laughs> much meat at all or um, veggies, and there was a time when I was thinking, well, maybe I should get some vitamins, and so we bought some of the gummy vitamins, and it was like they got a lolly every day, which I've <laughs> after breakfast, yeah. uh, and I was like, oh, I'm not quite sure about these. Um, are there any goodness in them apart
1: from being a sweet No, look, they do contain the added vitamins and minerals and, you know, people take it as a kind of just-in-case insurance policy, whatever, if their kids aren't eating very well. But, you know, a lot of them don't have meaningful amounts of vitamins and minerals. um, And as you say, they're basically sticky, sugary lollies um, and some of them... Like they even claim to promote stronger teeth by having calcium in them, (laughs) but then you're attacking the teeth from the outside with sugar. With sugar. Oh, my goodness. And then, you know, they contain vegetables like, you know, carrot powder and beetroot powder and all these things. And we're still discovering a lot about plant foods. And while there's a lot to learn, we can say for certain that you can't just take these extracts and they replace the real thing. It's not the case.
0: Okay, so maybe uh, yes, I didn't. I didn't keep buying them, so I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad I didn't do that. And look, finally, um, I was a bit surprised. We had a very brief chat before you came in here about homeopathic products. I was surprised; I hadn't noticed them in the chemist, but you say they are sold in chemists. Yeah. Um, what's the story behind homeopathic
1: products for kids? Yeah, so they're marketed as natural medicines, which can be quite com- comforting for parents who don't want to give their kids real medicine for some reason. So on the one hand, they could be seen as helpful because parents feel like they're doing something for, you know, coughs, colds, pain, fever, sleeping problems, whatever, that sort of thing. But a lot of these things get better on their own anyway. They don't need any intervention. And on the other hand, apart from being not helpful, they could cause harm because parents delay seeking a diagnosis or treatment for a more serious problem. Um, there was the case in the US where a brand of teething tablets caused ten babies to die because, yeah, it contained supposedly homeopathic belladonna, but the dose was all wrong and the concentrations were way too high.
0: Oh my goodness, that's terrifying.
1: Yeah. And that's yeah, and then they're a waste of money. So,
0: and I guess with vitamins and um, even homeopathic products, if you have a GP. We should be asking them, right? Because you can take, I've heard of, I mean, this is not for children, but um, if someone was taking St. John's wort, I heard a woman say the other day, she took St. John's wort and then was given antidepressants and they reacted. Mm. You can't have the two together. And yet we we always think that, almost always think that vitamins and minerals and homeopathic products are natural and therefore not dangerous, but it's not the case, is it?
1: Yeah, I mean, in general, you'd expect homeopathic products not to contain anything other than water and flavour or sugar or whatever. This belladonna thing was unusual. Mm. Um, But certainly with herbal medicines, yeah, just because they're natural, it doesn't mean they're safe and they can have interactions with other medicines.
0: So important to
1: be careful. So let your pharmacist know, let your doctor know. Okay, cool. Well, Karina, thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: That was Karina Bray. She's a health research reporter for Choice Australia. And to read back over Karina's recommendations and advice for sorting the placebos from the products made for kids that actually work, just search Karina on our website, that's K-A-R-I-N-A, at kindling.com.au for all the links. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.